Welcome to the Freedom Property Podcast, the modern real estate brand empowering excellence. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? We are back, the Freedom Property Podcast show. Lukey Nell in the building. <laughs> I love that you've got your whole like entry to the podcast. That's so good. You got to, haven't you? you yeah. Know? You got to have that. Hit uh... with the Logan Paul. Number one podcast in the world. That's a fact. That's what he says every time. It's not true. But I like, should have looked that up on that one. I was just like, maybe it is. No, They're pretty not. popular, aren't they? No, yeah, but Joe Rogan's number one, I think. Is he? Yeah, we'll get uh, there. I think, um, what's his name? Um, Lex Friedman? No, the, the Buddha guy. What's his name? The Buddha guy? The Buddha. Oh, my God. That does podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Um, good looking guy. He's good he's, looking cat. He's a Buddhist. Well, they, he, he worked as a monk for oh, a while, didn't he? You're talking about um, Aubrey Marcus. No. No. It'll come to me. It'll okay. come to me. Yeah, okay. let's get on True. with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, sorry. What's going on, bro? Yeah, it's not good much, to have man. you on. Yeah, finally. It's been a while. Absolutely. I thought you didn't want to do a podcast with me. Oh, was that? Because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm lost up. I'm lost up. No, nah, right. You've been requested. Everyone's like, when's Lukey coming on? Yeah, no, nah, I doubt that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, you got a good story, though. You got a good story. Yeah. Yeah. Let's um let's let's rewind, you know. Let's okay. talk about you, I guess. And um yeah, let's give a bit of context to the audience. So you haven't been in real estate forever, have you? No, I think uh October will be five years. Five yeah, years. Yeah. So I mean I'm thirty seven this year. So it's um yeah. I started pretty You're late. the oldest in the I'm, office. Yeah, that's it. I'm older than Josh here, man. <laughs> and you can do that. You wouldn't just, believe it. Yeah, just <laughs> um yeah, so I mean, in terms of my lifetime career and what I've done, yeah, real estate's a pretty short part of it. Yeah, no, it's um, it's funny how uh, where you where your life gets to, eh? Yeah, if you if you ask me if I'd be sitting in the seat talking about real estate six years ago, there's no way I would have believed you. Although there's, I wouldn't believe you about much of where my life is at right now if you told me six years ago. Absolutely, definitely not. Yeah, it's um, yeah, you you got a good life though. So yeah, you've yes. done well. Thank you. Um, yeah, so let's re- rewind. So um, what did you do before real estate? I was a chef. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, and where did you do that? So, geez, I mean, how long is this podcast? I um, Chefing is what I did. That's what I studied when I finished school. Yeah. My parents were pretty chilled and they believed in like letting me really find my feet with life and not just like having a plan as soon as I got out of school. You know, a lot of people's parents are, like going straight to university and I feel like, yeah, I don't know if that's the right decision for everyone. Yeah. Um, I was like. Don't go to uni. <laughs> no, I don't want to be giving nah. anyone any advice, but I suppose it depends on your personality. I was one of those kids who never really, um, yeah, I never really did well at school. I was one of those kids who was always, parents were always called in and like, he's got a lot of potential, but he's naughty and he never listens and he's cheeky. And so, yeah, I didn't, I didn't do well in that schooling environment. And I think my parents probably knew that university would just be a waste of money for, for them. So they're like, oh, just do your thing take some time and I had like two gap years not many like some people get one gap year my parents at the end of gap year number two they were like nah you can't just be a waiter and go to nightclubs you're gonna have to um, yeah you're gonna have to figure your life out so my mom said you like cooking you like the kitchen why don't you go why don't you like I love food like I still love food you might not mm. believe it looking at me but I do <laughs> and she was like why don't you go study to be a chef my uncle was a chef and I was like oh yeah that sounds cool I'd enjoy that so I did I went to chef school and for the first time in my life excelled in a um educational environment i did really well i was like top of the class and i was like whoa it's just because i'm enjoying it that's why 
and yeah, from that, I mean, that's it. That was my, that's what I did for 11 years. I, I where did you do that? Where was it? Um, well, my first job straight after, uh, after college, I went over to England. Yeah. So I worked in Reading, which is like 40 minutes west of London on the train line. Yeah. So I worked out there in Reading for a year and a half, which was awesome. It was, it, we worked in a restaurant that was on, on the um, Kennet River, which is like, it joins the Thames about 200 meters down from where I worked. And we lived on yeah, the barge nice. out front. So yeah. the barge was this converted deck top where you like patrons could come and eat on top yeah and the staff all lived downstairs in these dingy little bedrooms but it was it was an amazing experience that'd so, been awesome yeah yeah that was my first sort of experience traveling um so that was when i was 21 so got out there at a fairly young age and got to see a little bit of the world and went home after that after like a year and a half two years i did a little bit in scotland as well went back home and i kind of got over i lost the passion a little bit i got over chefing and i think it's mm. because being a junior chef in the kitchen, if you're not in the right kitchen, you're not like really being, I don't know, it wasn't stimulating enough. It was like, there's the menu, cook that every day and duh, that's it. And yeah. I enjoyed it. Like I enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it enough that when I got back to South Africa, I kind of felt a bit lost again and oh, went off and did some rant. I started a t-shirt company for a little while. That was fun. <laughs> that was like kind of a hobby that gave me enough money to make a living. So it was cool. Um, and then... Yeah, after about two years back in South Africa, I missed cooking. And I was like, I need to do this again, but I need to do it somewhere that's a little bit more. It was I was watching a show and there was about this this chef who worked in the Natal Midlands. And she was this um amazing chef named Jackie Cameron, like came out of chef school and just she just was ranked consistently as one of the best restaurants in South Africa. And it was mm. this hotel. And I was like, I've always been pretty proactive. Uh, I just was like, oh, I want a job there. So I emailed her. I was like, hey, I've just I haven't chefed for two years been doing this i saw your show your restaurant looks awesome your food looks amazing you send in the modeling shot <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's another career uh, so so um yeah she she was a legend she reached out to me she said look i don't have any positions in my in my kitchen right now but there's another restaurant down the road i know they're looking for chefs they've got an amazing head chef coming to join i'll put you forward so i went to an interview at that place and i got the job and it was awesome and that was the first time i worked under a chef i was like second in charge well, third in charge first, but it was changing menu consistently. It was using local produce. It was, um, you know, all about doing a menu that was very specific to that environment. So it yeah. was like it was a fine dining restaurant. So that kind of ignited my real passion for cooking because I started learning to think creatively and outside the box. It wasn't mm. just this is how you cook something nicely. It's like mm. now I'll start putting some new stuff together. And- you sound like a chef. Yeah, so I'm discussing with such passion. I'm sitting here going, is Joshy just so bored right now with what I'm talking about? But the funny thing is the the, the chef that I um, originally wanted to go work for, they tried to poach me later on now because I was doing really well at this other restaurant. So that's how I got back into chefing. I'll better condense the story. Anyway, from that restaurant, then I decided I wanted to go traveling. I thought my travels were done. I didn't think I'd ever leave South Africa again. Mm. And this is when I was like, I would have been 25, 26. I kind of yeah. thought that was it for me. Um, and then heard about this, like working on super yachts. A lot of South Africans started going and working on super yachts. So, yeah, um, ended up working as a as a chef on super yachts for about five or six years, and that that's like really what catapulted me into where we are right now. But yeah, I mean, you can ask more questions about that because obviously there's a long there's a long way to go from going to America and starting on That'd super yachts. That'd be pretty yachts. awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was an incredible life. Um, Meeting some uh, very rich people, eh? That's and, it. And I mean, super yachts. I think, yeah, it, it kind of opened my eyes to what's possible out there. Like my idea of wealth in South Africa was changed dramatically working on on those mm. boats. Um, both both yachts I worked on were for really cool, like down to earth, 
billionaires from America. Nice. Um, and just experiencing people who've got that kind of money, but just still how they were still humble and they still had time for everyone. Like seriously, working on those boats, like you're cooking for the crew every single day and the guests are only on board a couple of weeks at a time, a few times a year, like, but they are paying so much money to own the super yacht. These things are worth like 60 mil, the ones that I worked on. And they say the running costs of those boats is about 10% a year. So these are people who've got $6 million a year just to pay their staff, pay the mooring fees, upkeep, fuel, that Living kind of thing. Living their life. Yeah, so they got serious money. Um, but getting to, you know, communicate with them and talk to them, you kind of become like, you know, like when your mum cooks you a nice meal, you kind of forget to say thank you sometimes. That's what it was like with the crew. Like you put your heart and soul into cooking and like sometimes people would even forget to say thanks or like, wow, that was lovely. Where now I'm cooking for these billionaires and they'd call you out and stand up and like, give you a round of applause and Legends. you know compliment so yeah, yeah. that's it I, that's i think that's a valuable lesson for everyone really like Absolutely. don't ever lose that um, yeah yeah don't ever lose that no matter how wealthy or rich you become that's awesome so that was great i got to travel the world working yeah. and like it was an amazing experience being a chef on those boats i got to see <clears> so much of the world i'd never been to the states i got to do that i got to travel so much more of europe than i got to do when i was working as a chef in england like just on this mobile multi-million dollar home that we lived in and you'd mm. wake up every morning and be in a different place around the world. So That gives you a lot of life experience as well, leading into a career like this. Exactly. I think um, I got the opportunity to meet so many different people from so many different walks of life. Um, yeah, and, and I think that does help me to relate to a lot of people because, I've, yeah, I've gotten to just, you know, I've, I've, I've been to India, I've been to Thailand, I've been to like places that where, you know, the, the poverty is so intense. Like coming from South Africa, I saw worse poverty in other places than I've experienced in South Africa, but then I've also seen like the most affluent places in the world. I've lived in Monaco for six mm. months on this boat. Like, yeah, just it, I've seen some serious different yeah. different lifestyles. Absolutely. Mm. And then, yeah, you were like, I'm getting into real estate, eh? Uh, so, so, um, How did that get, work out? Right. So I was in a relationship while I was on these super yachts um, pretty much the entire time. No, sorry, for the first boat I worked on, the, the person I went over to um, America with, um, that we ended up ending that relationship and I, I kind of like, you know, you have one of those moments and I thought, I just, I need a break. I need to go do something different. I need to clear my head. And I went and um, that's when I, I went traveling, just like traveling, not working. Mm. And I just went, I was like, I'm going to book myself a month in Thailand. I'd been there twice before. I loved it. The food's amazing. Like, again, traveling for food is one of my favorite things. And yeah. so I actually booked myself, it's called a stage. And as a chef, you can go and work for free in a kitchen but just to get experience from like a really good chef. And I went and worked in the number one Asian restaurant in the world just for a couple of days in Bangkok. And then um, my one month in Thailand turned into six months. I was like, I just kept extending my ticket. I was like, because I, I went, I just wanted to do everything. I went and did like Kung Fu camps and I went and lived in the mountains and I went and met like just traveling alone, meeting new people and like getting along with them so well and just going on their journey with them. Like Luke, come with, we're going to, we're going to go down to, um, like just the most southern the most southern islands in Thailand and then going from there into I completely slipped my mind the name of the damn country Kuala Lumpur wherever that is US KL Langkawi Malaysia yeah went and spent a whole lot of time in Malaysia and then from there met some people who went to the Philippines and then going there and just kind of experiencing that carefree life Sick. of just it was amazing on this experience um, got in touch with a, a girl that I'd known from my child and that's Kate who you know really well um, and yeah, just okay. got chatting with Kate on social media, like <clears throat> while, because, um, I guess she had, she had a, a relationship that had ended and they were going back to South Africa on their first trip back to South Africa in 18 years. So I hadn't seen Kate in 18 years. She was, you know, she was a child when she left. 
So was I. I was a little bit older than her, but I was dating her best friend's older sister and she'd apparently had a crush on me in those days, which I didn't know. Um, but anyway, we got talking and we arranged it that when, when she goes back to South Africa on her family holiday, I'd be at home as well. I'd be finished with my uh, yeah. my Asian experience. And yeah, the rest, that that's how I ended up coming over to Australia was Kate and I ended up, we were going to just meet up and kind of hang out. I was going to take her past our old school and stuff. And then that turned into, okay, well, maybe we should spend more than just that time together. Maybe we should spend mm. a day or two together. And then I was invited to go to the Kruger National Park with her family and um, yeah, obviously just. She locked you down, bro. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I went um, <laughs> after that. Like I, I had no plans. I knew I wanted, like now I was a chef, you know, I'd been on the super yacht. So I was like, well, that's fine. I'll find a job as a chef in Australia. I'll come over here. We'll see where this goes, see if it's real. And um, went for a couple of interviews in in local places in Australia and realized like didn't want to be in a normal kitchen anymore. After working the super yachts, you're so spoiled. I'm in shorts and a t-shirt and an air-conditioned galley with massive windows looking out onto like tropical mm. islands like you can't do that and then go back into your chef whites and yep. boiling hot brisbane summers i couldn't see myself doing that and plus the pay was really poor compared to super yachts especially because they you, you need that job to have your visa so i think they take that there's a lot of value in providing with a job that's going to allow you to get your visa so mm. they don't pay as well so jump back onto super yachts over here i got to travel a bit of the pacific as well kate and i would see each other monthly she'd fly out to wherever i was or i'd fly over to see her Got pregnant with Leo, and that was obviously it. It's like, okay, now I've got to do something else. And I'd seen Million Dollar Listing <laughs> when I worked on the boats, like the original one. I was like, oh, real estate looks pretty cool. It looks pretty easy. I reckon I could. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. All right, that looks. That's all you got to do is be nice and yeah. make so much money. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely not as easy as it looks on that show. So I came back and said to Kate, well, I want to be in real estate. And she had worked in real estate before. She had a couple of contacts. You were one of them. And yeah, you were the only one who wanted to give me a chance, really. So. Yeah, I'm super stoked that that was the case. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's the short you... story of how I ended up in real estate. Sorry. I remember when uh, we met you because, um, yeah, you you came in and saw us and said, oh, yeah, I'll chat to you about real estate. And I was mm. just like, oh, probably list my house with you right now, mate. You know, yeah. like. He and, says it to uh, everyone. Well, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I knew you were going to be successful in real estate because, yeah, it was just about a time <clears> thing. But the problem that we had with you is that you didn't know anybody. Mm. You didn't literally have any contacts here. You didn't. Your family wasn't here. Mm. It's not as if you got all your school friends to reach out yeah. to. Yeah. You know, like you had to build a community and uh, you know uh, a pipeline for yourself from scratch. Yeah, that's definitely. I, I guess that's that was the hardest thing for me. Starting with, um, yeah, a lot of people. I guess get listings from that network of people straight away. And so if you don't have the trust with strangers that you meet, like. Well, you know, if you say you go to a listing presentation for, for someone you've never spoken to before, but they're in Ormiston. Yeah. They've seen your sign forever. They, You can show them a whole lot of results <clears> and they can list with you just based on results. There doesn't have to be anything else. Whereas I didn't have results and I hadn't, I don't, didn't have trust. I didn't have any relationships with people. So it was yeah. trying to build first the trust and on the trust you get an opportunity to get a listing and then when you start selling them, now you've got yeah. um, results as well, I guess. Took a bit of time, eh? <laughs> first couple of years were rough. I, years were I rough. remember the first year was particularly rough, you know, because it was um, it's brutal real estate. It's um, because when you're selling your biggest asset, you know, like you want to go to that person that you've been speaking to for the last five years mm. sometimes and that person that you did have a relationship with or sold properties for you before. So it was 100%. hard for you to break into the, that marketplace, 100%. wasn't it? Yeah. But I was like, just 
hang in there because yeah. it's coming for you. I'm yeah. telling you, this is going to work. Mm. You know, it did. It took a while to get the wheel turning, but when you did, like now it's now it's rolling. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's rolling look, nicely. I, yeah, I still I still look at your business, and I mean, I think we everyone's got a long way to go. No one's made it yet. Like, you know, for me, I still feel that roller coaster mentality sometimes, where it's like, well, feast or famine. Like, wow, well, I've got so many listings, I've got so many settlements coming up, and then there'll be a period where I'm like, whoa, I feel like it's real quiet right now. Like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I've got I've got bills to pay. You know, I got kids to feed, and so I still have that. Yeah, and yeah, I'm looking. You know, just keep mod- trying to model your business, I guess, all the time, and get to the point where I'm not going to feel that way anymore because yeah. it can be stressful. Like, Absolutely. it's not just. Yeah, honestly, looking at it from the outside, thinking chefing is one of the most stress. Like, if you look at stats, chefing is one of the most stressful jobs you can have, but it's in the moment. It's like you are going to be so stressed for two hours when your board fills up with all these orders and you've got to get these people there. Yeah. Delicious, hot, tasty food. Yeah. Otherwise, they're going to complain. There's so much stress there. But real estate's a different kind of stress. It's not like, oh, in two hours' time, I can go and relax. It's like, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah. So I'm not trying to put people off real estate. I'm doing the opposite of what this podcast is supposed to do. Real no, awesome. this is the real chat though. Yeah. You know, like it is. It's there's a lot going on in real estate because you got a lot of people. You like you got a lot of bosses, have, haven't you? You know, hundred percent. And I think yeah, especially if you're a person like me, like I'm, I'm really empathetic, and so I do. I, I battle to switch off. And if yeah. I've got sellers who I know are stressing, I'm stressing too. Yeah, definitely. And so for me, yeah. that's the hard part. Absolutely, that's the hard part. Yeah, you just want to try and help everybody and please everybody and, yeah. and get things done for them. But sometimes it's out of your control. You cannot well, affect things yeah. to happen sometimes 100%. because sometimes you're dealing with a well, you can only poor do market, what you can do. You yeah. know, absolutely. Mm. So, yeah, you try to not take on too much of that stress. That's hey? the, yeah, that's the challenge. <clears throat> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, you said you got you're a dad, so you're juggling real estate as a dad. That's it, and I mean, I think that's one of the amazing parts of real estate is there is that flexibility. Like you know, you don't have. You know, I, I, my job is I try to get to the office as early as possible. You know, I'm sort of a seven thirty till four thirty type of person because that suits my lifestyle with my kids i get to go and spend the afternoon with the kids and get that quality time with them and i love that about real estate if kate needs me and i don't have any appointments it's like well yeah i can drop everything i can go and help out yeah um yeah so for me it's all about that work-life balance and i think yeah that's what should be for everyone absolutely yeah that um changes your perspective when you have babies eh? yeah 100 percent. yeah it's well, you've moved from a selfish to a yeah selfless mentality. Like you're not important mm. at all anymore. They're they're what's important, and that's what you're doing everything for. Yeah, definitely. You know that. Yeah, like I saw this quote the other day. I loved it. It was, um, you know, I can't exactly remember how it went, but it was something like, um, you know, how insignificant we are, but how significant what we do can be, or mm. something like that. Yeah, it's like so. You know, like we're not that important. Like you no. and I, we're not that important, oh, but no. we can affect people's lives massively. That's so you true. You know, yeah. Like, and if we keep thinking of things like that, like it's like it doesn't matter about us. You know what mm. I mean? But like, if we can help people, if we can be there for them, and yeah. you know, these are the things that we need to just keep focusing on. Hundred percent. Like, it's so easy to change someone's life. Mm. I am um, Kate, who's my partner. Like, she's unreal at that kind of thing. She she decided a couple of years ago, if I, I'm not going to be too shy to say nice things to people, she will just go up to strangers and say something nice to them. She sees someone like who looks sad, she'll go buy a bunch of flowers and give them to a random. She'll pay for someone's coffee. like. But she does that like all the time. Yeah. And man, like when you see people respond to that, like she has people crying once a week. She comes home, she's like, oh, this lady was crying today because I did this. And I'm just like, 
you just don't think what a change you can make to someone's day. Yeah. It could even be their week. It could even be their month. It could be their life. Like you could turn something around by just doing something lovely for someone. Absolutely. And yes, she's a good uh, she's a good person for me to learn off because I, I forget that sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what are the ch- the the challenges you're facing out there at the moment? Like in you know in real estate, real estate life. You know, like yeah. what what are you um, trying to overcome right now? Well, I think it's I think it's just. The world's been in a strange place for a while, right? We have been in this. I think that a lot of people are experiencing this sort of free-floating anxiety, and I think there seems to be always be something going on that enhances it. Yep. It's like first it was COVID. Now it's well, now we've got to recover from COVID, and that means that the interest rates are up, and that means inflation is drastic, and there's this kind of feeling of lack for mm. a lot of people that are out there, myself included. It's like, mm. oh, you know, if I, you know, if people are are not buying houses because they're scared because they think the market's going to drop, well. Then for me, it's like, oh, if they're scared of buying houses, that's going to be hard to sell houses and am I still going to be able to generate income and provide for the family? And I think you've just got to forget about all that outside noise and stay in your lane and focus on what's important. Like yeah, we've got the best system and the best tools here, I believe, to to basically if there's a result to be had, we're going to get it. There's yeah. no doubt about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So for me, it's overcoming that objection from people who are who are – I guess worried about where this market's headed, mm. but I think we're already like you said it this after this weekend. I feel like we like it's too unpredictable. People need to stop going. Oh well, interest rates are rising, so the housing market's going to drop. Like, man, people thought it was going to drop in the beginning of COVID, and the opposite happened. And right now, I'm seeing the market getting busier than it was the last few weeks. Like, yeah, I was nervous after during those first and second interest rate rises because inquiry was really low, and I'm feeling like that's. I don't know, something else. Something's changing yeah, there's, because more inquiries coming in. There's more feed through open homes yeah. and I reckon people are going, well, record in, record low interest rates rising a little bit. It's not the end of the world. Like if Absolutely. we're buying a home that we're going to live in for the next 5, 10, makes no difference whatsoever. There's always buyers. Mm-hmm. There's always buyers. People Definitely. need places to live. Yeah. You know, and when you live in a nice location like we do yeah, and exactly. sell in a nice location like this, people are always going to want to buy these 100%. Homes. For sure. Especially no if, you're thinking long, you're if you're thinking long-term, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. So focus on the work. So 100%. stop focusing on the results or the outcome or what you think you need or want to achieve. Just focus on, I'm going to get up today and I'm going to do a bit of exercise and I'm yeah, going to do exactly. my meditation and I'm going to read some a little bit and, you know, I'm going to be grateful and that's, you know, where we need to stay focused. I'm going to make the calls. I'm going to yeah. do the right things during the day and, you know, stop focusing on that and just yeah. focus on, what you need to do, eh? Yeah, that word you said, grateful. I think that's one of the most important practices for any human being. Like that's another thing. Kate is um so good at being grateful and she shows me like if you practice gratitude for stuff, more comes. Just gratitude for yeah, abundance and just absolutely. more more good things will happen. And I think that that's a practice anyone can bring yeah. into their life, no matter what you're doing and no matter what you're trying to fix. Just saying thank you for the things you do have. Yeah. To whatever. Whether it's to a God yeah. you believe in or the universe or just just thinking thank you when i was when i was young like when i was like 18 like like for those like 18 to like 25 sort of years like i couldn't see anything but positivity in my life yeah i i I, I never had like this ever feeling like there was something wrong ever Mm. i was always just like this is what we're going to do. This is what we're yeah. going to achieve. This is so yeah. good. Like how much we're we killing it. Yeah. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Yeah. I would never, ever had any of that. Obviously, the older you get, you start to let a few of these things that have happened to you sort of like 
seep into you a little bit, yeah. don't you? And you start to sort of change a little bit, 100%. your mentality about things. And yeah. you start to like worry about things that you never would have worried worry, about before. Exactly. Yeah. It's you such know? an unhealthy thing, worry. Absolutely. Yeah, so staying focused, day. Eh? Just staying, 100%. staying focused on, you know, the things that, you know, are going to be positive for you. Yeah, try not to think about the negative stuff. That's it, focus on positivity. And like you were saying, if you can have those practices every morning where you wake up and the first thing's not work or, mm. you know, you need to give yourself a breather, give yourself a, give yourself a space where you can just say thank you and mm. ask for what you want, yeah. like what, what are the outcomes you want to achieve from your yeah. day and have that quality time with your kids. And, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff we've got to think about in life besides work. Like, yeah, otherwise, if you, can't think, if you can't do that other stuff well, you're not going to do well in your job either. Like you'll burn out. Especially in this job. Like yeah. you have to be present with your mm. clients. Like yeah. if, you've, if you're thinking about all this stuff and all these things happening and you're like, oh, my God, mm. and you're not there with your potential seller and you're trying to list their property, good luck. Yeah. You know, no, you're not going to get it, like they, they, Well, it's going to feel like you don't care because you're just not there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah nice, mate. So um, – in terms of like real estate, let's get back to real estate for a little bit just to provide the, our audience with a bit of value here. So um, hopefully you get a little bit from this. You no, know, no, Luke's rambling on about shit. Well, we're talking about, you know, about. the spirituality side of this stuff, you know, this is yeah. important as well. But, yeah. you know, like what's been some um, standout moments for you in real estate? Like what's, has there been anything that's like humbled you in real estate recently or? Um, I mean, humbled me. That's a good question. Well, I mean, I think I'm I'm humbled all the time. Like, I think humbled. Like, man, sometimes when I go and see the 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 life that some people live, mm. um, and how grateful I like just walking in and going like, wow, I I need to count my blessings every day because like, look at what I look at what I've got, look at what we've achieved, look at where my family is lucky enough to be, and like, look at how these people, you mm. know, they've just got a completely different life to us. And yeah, just for my kids, I'm like, man. Yeah, I guess just I don't know. It's it's hard to put into words, but just sometimes walking and meeting, walking to houses or meeting people like tenants and stuff like that, and you just got to just think how lucky we are to have been given the opportunities we've been given um, to. Yeah, just be in a position that we are. Absolutely, like, that's super humbling. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. As as I said before, like when you have your babies, you know, like I've got a little river now, and like it does, it makes you appreciate things so much more yeah like even just like doing a show like this like to even think that people might actually tune in listen and watch this it. and listen yeah. to this like yeah. i feel like this is really humbling for for me right now yeah. you know because i'm like people really like give us what we think you know what i mean yeah. like do they really care you know yeah. like we're just being ourselves here and if yeah. people like want to hang out with us then that would be awesome you know but we're going to do this anyway yeah you know well so. i want to i mean you know obviously you know um higgsy you know i my, probably one of my best friends in Australia I met through you who's one of your best friends and yeah. we've been talking about doing a podcast for ages so it's good to just get on here and um, kind of pra practice essentially absolutely I think it's amazing how much value you can get from just strangers talking about their point of view on stuff together like I, I don't hardly ever listen to music anymore in the car I'm always listening to podcasts yeah and it can just be two random people talking about their perspective on life and you're like wow I didn't think about that before like you know you can get value from it Absolutely. So, yeah. Just, yeah, 
feeling like you relate to people as well. Hey, yeah. you feel like uh, you know there's other people with the same point of view as me. It's it's nice. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And the struggles and the good stuff too. Yeah. I think it's important for people to realize who are struggling that they're not alone. Like there's mm. yeah, definitely everyone has everyone has stuff. Everyone. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that's ego the other way, isn't it? You know, exactly. like it's like if you think your problems are bigger than everybody else, that's your ego too. Yeah. You know, it's not ego just in the other way where you think you're the best, you know, like if you think you're the worst too, then that's your ego as well. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's like, yeah, trying it to just, both ways. yeah, remember that there's other people out there that can help you, isn't there? Exactly. Voicing your opinion. 100%. 100%. Um, what, so where, where do you see yourself, bro? Like, what, like you're obviously doing really well right now and you're, you know, you're becoming one of the best real estate agents in the Redlands. Like, give this a few more years, and people, more people are going to get to know you. They're going to meet you. They're going to understand what you're about. And obviously, you're fine tuning your skills right now, mm. and you will become one of the best. Like, it's going to happen. I, I, I've called it early on. So, you know, what are like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to achieve? Well, Is that what you want? Like, it's like hearing you say that. It's I've always been a person like it's hard for me to really believe that what you're saying. Like, mm. like I'm like, yeah, you're just saying that because you know you want to boost my ego. Um, but yeah, if I could become one of the best in the Redlands, that would that would be absolutely incredible. I'd love that accolade. Um, but my goals, I just honestly, my goals is just to do better every year. Mm. Yeah, that that's for me. I'm not like, oh, I want to be a million dollar agent. I want, and I know that's might not be the right way around because I'm also very aware of putting stuff out there if you want to achieve something like be very specific in your goals mm. but for me it's be a good dad and partner do better every year at mm. everything at real estate at being a dad and partner learn more all the time be more patient be more present be less stressed and help more people and yeah just do better every year that's my goal yeah nice. do better every year nice yeah i've um i've always wanted to do better like yeah, I've, that's and always, you always since I've started real estate. I mean, I've watched you do that, and you like haven't just done a little bit better. You've like doubled mm. it and doubled it and doubled it. Like it's been so compounding for you. Yeah, which like is a, insane to watch. It's results. hard for me to think that yeah. when I started, you were pretty much where kind of where I am yeah. now. You, yeah, you know, that's yeah. wild to me to think that I could potentially be where you are now in four more years. Like it's doable, it's bro. Unfathomable. Almost. Someone's gonna do it. Yeah. Someone around here is going to do it. Yeah. Someone out here is going to take it. May as well yeah. be you. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, I've um, like over the years, I've always like wanted to do so much better. Like that I'm like everything that I do, I'm obsessed with it. Like yeah. I'm like, I want to train harder. I want to run harder. I want yeah. to walk more. I want to yeah. meditate more. I want to read more. I'm like, I get like so obsessed with like trying yeah. to Betty win yourself. everything. Like, yeah. but like sometimes a little bit too much, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think um, having like river in my life now, like it makes me like, accept where I'm at a lot yeah. more yeah, and take a little bit less pressure off myself as well. So like for me, like I want that as well, but I also don't care as much about it anymore. Well, that's the thing. I mean, when you got kids, like there's nothing that's more important. You don't ever get that time back. And I think mm. that's so important to remember everything else, everything else you can do again. You can't do that again. Like, you know, yeah. even if you let your career go, you could start again in five years and, you know, you'd be able to do it again. Definitely. But though your five years, your kid growing to that age, you're never getting that back. Ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I just thing that Jordan Peterson said the other day. is like you only have your kids for four years or five years. After that, they're not they're not little kids anymore. You, yeah. you, if you miss that, oh, absolutely. You, uh, like I don't ever want to look back with yeah. regrets and go, I wish I'd spent more time. I wish I'd. 
but again with you like it's not necessarily like what I keep where 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 your business is at right now it's not about you um needing to do more work to yeah, to get yeah. more um you know results yeah i don't have to spend you know, more like, time away from what them. you need to do is you need to invest in people to help yeah. you get to the next level yeah. so you need to uh, do more marketing get more people in to help you yeah. and that's how you get to the which, next I level which i mean i finally have listened to you and i finally employed someone this year I and mean, you have been telling me that for 2 years or 3 years now um, and yeah, obviously got Carl, who you've already interviewed, and he's an absolute legend. And yeah, I couldn't be more grateful that Absolutely. he's part of the team right yeah, now. Yeah. He's going to be so good. Yeah. He's going to be a top agent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give him a bit of time. But like yeah. Josh. Well, you know, <laughs> he's uh, he's going to be good. Yeah. yeah we uh, we know he's got big things ahead well, of him. Well, that's it. I mean, Carl. starting at his age and starting in a team like we've got here, um, oh, he's just going to be so set up. You know, I think if yeah. I started real estate when I was 18, I mean, geez. If you just focus hard, you could, you know, you just have the best life. You could semi-retire by the time you're like 40. Oh, you know what seriously. I mean? Make smart investments, do the right thing with your money. Don't get carried away with it. A lot of the young real estate agents, I don't think, mm. um, and it's understandable. I mean, if I, if I was a real estate agent back then, I'd probably also make a lot of bad decisions. But just like, you know, if you can just have a bit of maturity and invest smartly and do the right thing with your money, uh, you can set yourself up for such a good life coming and in, coming into this industry. But yeah, that's what we're going to do for these young people around us. We're not going to let it get to their head. Well. We're going to yeah. pull them back into place and um, and humble them 100%. as well, you know, because, um, yeah, you need those people around you. Like I had uh, Randall and my old man there, yes. you know, yeah. and I because I was what, very close to being one of those types of people that Seriously. could, you know, get let it get to your head a little yeah. bit. Um, but because you've got those good people around you, and that's what we are for, for mentors, these, yeah. You know, for these younger lads that are in this office right now, because we've been there, we know what's about to happen. So definitely, you know, you start selling a few houses, you think you're a blooming movie star, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> you're not. You just sell houses. Chill out. Seriously, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You sell houses, honestly. Seriously. But um, wake yeah. up, celebrity agent. Seriously, this has I'd been like a good podcast, podcast, though. Yeah. yeah, it's been a good podcast, mate. I appreciate you coming in. Um, it's probably been one of our longest podcasts, to be honest. What? So, yeah, absolutely. Oh, what are we going for? I reckon that's a good halfer. Oh, gee, I thought we were like a quarter way through. I thought you started asking a whole lot of questions. Well, we can we can ask you a few more. I no, think you don't know. You don't. Have to I think oh, no, people f- aren't going to listen. Well, this, like, that's okay. just for just for the audience, though. Like, okay, anyone who's listening after half an hour. Yeah. Well, why why are you at Freedom? Um. No one else wanted me. Yeah. No, just, no. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's quite amazing how, like, even in my second year, third year of real estate, I'd say that's when I started getting calls, like other people wanted to interview or kind of poach, I guess. People wanted, like, hey, come work for us. I guess there's, I've just never had any issues at Freedom and, the, like, it is so good here. I mm. can't imagine wanting, I can't imagine being tempted by any other companies. Like, yeah. I don't know, just every, besides the, what a good wicket we on, besides, like, how good the commission splits are apparently according to all the other places. Like I've never worked anywhere else. So I don't know any different, but I do know I see a lot of agents bouncing around and I see a lot of agents leaving other companies and coming to us. And I know how good our culture is. I know how cool it is to walk into the office and trust 20 other agents who you work with, like mm. to have your back. And I've heard in other offices, you like got to burn the stuff that you, I'm not burn, like shred all the stuff that Run you give to on the, the printer. printer. Yeah. yeah. Like this is, this is stuff I hear about other offices and it just blows my mind because I've never experienced that here. And I think mm. that's amazing that we're all friends. We all have each other's back. We're such a good team, even though we are all our own businesses. We don't have to hide our listing opportunities from other people because you're scared they're going to come and poach a potential client. Like, oh, mm. I can't imagine living that way. Like, it's nice to come to the office every day and you're not dreading going to the office. It's like, oh, I'll get to go hang out with my friends. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome, bro. Now we appreciate you coming on. It's yeah, been legendary. No, I'm very, I'm Thank very you. Glad no, to be it was here. a good podcast. Cool. I really, yeah, really like that one. So, good. no, mate, you're an absolute weapon. You're gonna um, do some seriously good things for uh, real estate for the next few years in life. And so. yeah, no, we appreciate so. having you around, mate. Thanks, brother. Thank appreciate you. it. Cheers. See ya.